we could stand together today, we're going to go to the Word of the Lord, the book of Acts, chapter number 5. Book of Acts, chapter number 5. And I'm going to read, let me read beginning at verse number 17, and I'm going to just read a few verses, and I'll let you be seated, and then I'll come back. The Bible says, Then the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles, and put them in the common prison. Everybody say, they put them in prison. Um, I won't go into all of it, but I will tell you that in chapter number 6, you'll find a man named Stephen preaching. And he's charged with blasphemy in chapter number 6. And he gives a speech to the council in chapter number 7. And he was stoned um, because of his strong stance that Jesus was in fact the Christ. And he was stoned and they set up false witnesses against him. You can read about it in the book of Acts, all manner of things. And yet, if you look at chapter 6 and verse number 7, the Bible says, And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. This is what I want you to understand. And this is my message in one sentence right now. In the book of Acts, with, when there was great distress, there also came a great demonstration. And that's what I want to preach about today. The Bible lets us know that they went viral. And I'm not talking about coronavirus viral. I'm talking about the word of God increased and disciples multiplied and the, and the religious elect came to the Lord. I'm talking about there was a viral move of God that took place. And I want to preach this morning about going viral. And I wonder if there's anybody in this room today that says, I'm ready to go viral. I'm ready to go viral in the middle of all the chaos that's going on right now. I'm, I'm ready for it, God. And if you'll use me, here I am, Lord. Let's do it. God bless you. You may be seated. So y'all all, I'm sure you have all become aware, unless you are living under a rock, you are aware. We might need to be living under a rock, yeah. The Bible did say the day was going to come. We were going to run to the mountain and ask the mountain to fall on us. Um. You know and you are aware that there's a shortage right now of a very important product. And so, when I first heard that people were running out to buy toilet paper in bulk, I thought, that is so ignorant. Y'all just stay with me a moment. I thought, that is so ignorant. This is a virus. <laughs> toilet paper is not the antidote to this virus. That's so silly. And then, and I kept hearing about it, seeing it, and then I thought, 
But what if people buy up all the toilet paper and we run out at the house and we need some? Or what if we run out at the church? And so my wife and I were talking. I said, I think I'm going to run and pick some up today. And she said, well, she said, you know, we need some those hand towels. And she gave me a few lists of things. I was going to go to Sam's. So I walk in Sam's. Had anybody been to Sam's in the past week? Don't go if you can help it. I went to Sam's and the lines were just backed way up, every register. I mean, it, folks, this, this has been so bad that Walmart has opened up a second register. <laughs> it, it is the end of the world. And so every register at Sam's was backed up, had a line, and... Um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, going through. Well, I, I picked up the, the the hand towels that we needed and the different things that we needed, tissues and stuff. But the the toilet paper was all sold out that entire aisle. And and as I was as I went by that aisle to try to see if they had any, there must have been 15 other people came by that aisle, and and people were getting their phones out and taking pictures of it. How it was empty and and all this stuff. And so. Um, I told my wife, I said, they don't, they don't have any there. And she said, well, somebody at work, and, and maybe this will be a word for somebody today. She said, somebody at work told me that they have some at Home Depot. And she said they had a, they had a display out by the register at Home Depot. And so I said, okay. So I run over to Home Depot, and that display was already gone. So I ran. I, I didn't run, but I, I walked to the, to the aisle uh, where their home stuff is and uh, I looked and they had um, the shelves were empty but they had somebody had brought a pallet out and people were ripping the pallet open and grabbing toilet paper out and so I was able to get some bring it to the church so we're going to be fine here okay and um, and, and all of that it's this is what happens when when something goes viral it begins to affect everybody. Nobody is immune from being touched by it in one way or another. Matter of fact, uh, Asher and I were supposed to be leaving tomorrow morning. We were supposed to be leaving out of town, and now that trip has been canceled because of all of these things that are going on. And so now we're going through all kinds of stuff with that, trying to, trying to get deposits back and all kinds of different things. It's been a mess. And... The point I'm trying to make is, even though this thing began in China, it's now affecting us over here in Jonesboro, Arkansas, to such an extent that our lives are, are absolutely being changed by it, and what we do is being changed. I have friends that pastor churches in major cities, and many major cities are uh, they're issuing directives that you can't have a gathering some are saying 250, some are saying 200. I've even begun to hear now 100. You can't have more than 100 people gathered together. And they're trying to figure out what they are going to do. And it's just, it's been an absolute mess. But that is the nature of something that goes viral. It doesn't just affect one person. And it doesn't just affect one group of people. But it begins to affect many people. Now if you look at the book of Acts... 
course, in Acts chapter 1 and 2, we have the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says that they were gathered together in the upper room, 120, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it rested upon each of them, and they began to speak with tongues, and they were filled with the, the Holy Ghost as the Spirit gave them the utterance. That is what happened on the day of Pentecost. But what's amazing is that what happened in an upper room did not remain in an upper room. You keep reading your Bible and you'll find that they spilled out of that upper room and they went into the streets and they began to worship God and they began to magnify the Lord. Somebody shared it, some of you in here shared it, um, a, a video, there were some people at a Sam's Club somewhere, I don't know where it is, but as they were sitting at that Sam's Club, there was a keyboard, you know, Sam sells everything. They had a little keyboard sitting there that they were selling, and somebody walked up, and somebody helped me remember what that song was they were singing. No, some of y'all got to know what I'm talking about. Nobody knows. There was a song they began to sing. Do you know what it is? Our God is awesome. Thank you. Is that what we sang this? That's what. Yeah. And so they, this woman begins to play this keyboard, and people gathered around, and they people started singing about our God is awesome, and and it's just beautiful watching that happen in the middle of all the stuff that's going on. This is what I'm saying: when God is doing something, you cannot contain what God is doing. When God began to work in your life, you weren't able to contain what God was doing in your life. You can't compartmentalize a true move of God. If it's really God, you're not going to be able to put it in a box and close the lid and say, I'm going to let it out when I want to let it out. If it's a true move of God, it's going to touch you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And if it's a true move of God, it's going to touch not just you, but it's going to touch your spouse. It's going to touch your children. It's going to touch your family. It's going to touch your friends. What I am hungry for is a move of God that will be a viral move of God. I'm not interested in what COVID-19 is going to do, but I'm very interested in what the Holy Ghost is going to do in your life and in mine. And if you want to try to contain it, you do your best. But I came to say, Lord, would you pour it out on me like I've never experienced it before. God, would you touch me afresh and anew by the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> then you get to Acts 5. And the Bible says in Acts 5 that by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Somebody shout many. many. There were not one or two. There were not just a few. But there were many signs and there were many wonders that were wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest, durst no man join himself to them. But the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord. Multitudes, both of men 
and of women. Why? Because something was happening that was causing this to go viral. Because what happened in an upper room was not going to stay in an upper room. What happened in the upper room went into the streets. And then it went into, and 3,000 were added. And then it went to Solomon's porch, and multitudes were added. It continued to grow. Matter of fact, in so much it grew that they brought forth, this is Acts 5 and 15, in so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and they laid them on beds and on couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. And there came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem. They brought sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed every one. I am ready for a move of God that will go viral. That it will not just happen in this church. But people outside of this church will hear about it. I'm ready for people that say if I can just fall in the shadow of one of those apostolic Pentecostal people that go to that church on straw floor. If I could just get in their shadow, I think there might even be something from them get a hold of me. If I could just get around those people. Can you hand me one of our prayer claws, please? The other day, I heard some preachers, and, and sometimes preachers try to get just a little bit too... Uh, they try to be a little bit uh, too... Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to look for the right word here. Um, a, a, a little too uh, uh, professorial, and that is a word. They try to get a little bit too prof professorial. They try to be, they try to, to, to use their own intellect and wisdom. And they want to start talking about what we do and how we do it. I got so mad one time. Y'all, some of y'all heard me talk about it. I got so mad because some preachers got to criticizing a woman that hadn't cut her hair and she pulled that hair down because she felt impressed to lay her hair over her sick child and pray for her child and claim healing for her baby. And they began to mock that and talk about she believes she's got magic holy hair and I'm going to tell you right now you better shut your mouth and you better quit trying to cut down somebody else's sacrifice and somebody else's act of faith you hear what I'm saying right now well we don't have precedent for that in the word of God I don't care if we got precedent Jesus once told us that greater works than these shall you do they did not have a precedent it did not say that some saint of God said, let the shadow of Peter come over me. It just said people who needed a touch in their life got so hungry. They said if the shadow of that preacher could get a hold of me, I think it might change me. And so I'm going to tell you right now, I'm ready for a radical move of God. If they're going to get radical about a virus, we can get radical about a move of God. Hallelujah. They're going to shut down airports. They're going to shut down schools. They're going to shut down grocery stores. They're trying to shut down churches. They're going to do everything they can. They're telling people to stay at home. All of this stuff. Well, if they can get radical, surely we can get radical about the power that is found in the name of Jesus. Sometimes we take these prayer claws and we anoint them with oil. Matter of fact, when, when, when Brother Chris had his, had his health situation, 
he was in that hospital and and Sister Elise, you can maybe help me here, but he was in the hospital and, and uh, it did not look good at all. And they were telling him, uh, telling the family, you need to be prepared and, and, and bringing the family in because it looked like Brother Chris was going to pass. Uh, that was three years before, correct? Three years before he uh, had this heart attack. He was in the hospital and they hooked up to all kinds of machines and Nathaniel and Drew, we walked in there and I saw you guys and y'all were standing by his bed and those machines were keeping him alive and, and, but we prayed over one of these prayer cloths. We don't think there's anything magic in our prayer cloth. All this is is a piece of cloth like you can get anywhere. Matter of fact, there might be pieces of this exact same cloth in a bar somewhere. I don't care where it comes from to be honest with you. It doesn't really matter to me. What makes this one different than another one is that we took oil and we anointed it with oil and we said in the name of Jesus, we believe there's healing and we slipped it under his pillow as he laid in that hospital room. And I'm going to tell you right now, God raised him up. Well, that's just coincidence. That's just coincidence. You don't need to make a doctrine out of that. You call it whatever you want. But I'm talking about a move of God that is not contained. I'm talking about a move of the Holy Ghost that you can't stop. You cannot stop this. And let me tell you something about this church that we're a part of. This church that we're a part of. It is not hindered by great calamity. This church we're a part of is not hindered by great sickness. This church we're a part of is not hindered by great distress. As a matter of fact, the church does its best work in the middle of great distress. One of the problems, you can be seated, one of the problems we've got, I feel like, is that sometimes we don't have enough going against us. Sometimes things get to going so well for us, and we find ourselves so blessed that we quit looking for opportunities to invite God to work in our lives. And when we find ourselves down to nothing, that's when we want God to begin to work in our life. It's when things are going wrong that I, I'm telling you, it's when things go wrong that I get phone calls saying, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. It's when things are going wrong that people hit their knees. It's when things are going wrong that I drive up by the church and see somebody's car parked out here because they came to pray because something's going wrong in their life. And I'm going to tell you, we need to run to the house of God when things are going wrong. We need to call and ask for prayer when things are going wrong. But let me tell you something else. When things are going right, we better not forget who it was that got it right. Whenever things go good you need to remember who brought you there that early church didn't have the luxury of being accepted by everybody around them that early church didn't have that luxury and I think sometimes that one of the great detriments to the apostolic movement right now is that there's so much acceptance of the apostolics that we're trying, now that we've been accepted and, 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 and there's so many churches that copy a lot of things and aspects about the apostolic church. Uh, I think because of that, 
that we're trying to not only see them come towards us, but sometimes we want to go towards them. And we think, hey, maybe we're more alike than we really thought we were. Well, let me just remind you right now that God said there is a difference in the people of God and other people. And let me remind you right now that you are different. You are a peculiar people. Somebody help me preach. You are a peculiar people. You have been called with a high and a holy calling. And you need to take heed. We're still holy rollers around here. I said we're still holy rollers around here. We still believe in clapping our hands. We still believe in jumping. Do we not? We still believe in shouting. We still believe in dancing. We still believe in running the aisles. <laughs> we still believe in a demonstration. And I'm, if the Lord will help me, and Brother Randall, I appreciate some of the kind things you said today. But if the Lord will help me, I won't ever let this church become like any other church. If the Lord will help, as long as I'm pastor of this church, we are going to have a move of God when we come together. As long as I'm pastor of this church, I'm not going to let us get to the point where we don't see a demonstration of God's power and of God's spirit. As long as I'm pastor, God, if you'll give me the strength, if you'll give me the wisdom, and if you'll put words in my mouth, God, if you'll give me leadership ability, Lord, I'm going to lead this church toward that cloud. Moses told God, he said, the Lord said, Moses, I'm getting ready to take you up from here. And he said, God, if you want to take us, you can take us. But don't take us anywhere that you don't go. And I'm saying to this church, you better not try to go somewhere God's not taking you. And if God is moving, you better move. But if God's not moving, don't you change from what got us here. We are a people that believes in a divine demonstration of God's spirit and power. God's church is at its best when it is mobilized to do the will of God. Jesus said that he had come to do, listen, his words. He said, I came to do the will of the Father who sent me. He lived for 33 and a half years. Yet when we read about him, we only read about a total of perhaps four of those years, maybe. Because the only things that are really worth recording is what you do to fulfill the will of God. The Bible said it doesn't matter what happened in those other in-between times when it was not yet time for him to come to the forefront. The Bible, if the Bible would have thought it was important for us to know what he ate for breakfast on March 15th of whatever day, of whatever year it was, uh, AD, uh, AD 17, the Bible would have told us that. But the Bible didn't tell us that because you didn't need to know that. But what you did need to know, the Bible lets you hear about. And Jesus, when he said, I've come to fulfill the will of the Father who has sent me, you get to reading about all that he began to accomplish. And I'm going to tell you right now, the only thing worth recording about your life or about mine, it's not what you had for breakfast today, and it's not what vacation you're getting ready to take. That's not what's worth recording. Let me tell you what is worth recording. It said, I went down in the water in the name of Jesus. I came up and my sins were washed away. I was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
Let me tell you what is worth recording. It's that if they say anything about me, babe, let them say, if, if I die and somebody gets up to preach my funeral, would you please tell somebody to tell them that one thing about my husband is that he wanted to follow the will of God and he wanted to be led by the Spirit of God. I don't care what you think about if I had gifts, if I was talented. I don't care what you think about any of that. Don't talk about if I was a good or bad preacher. Just say he was a man who was hungry to follow the will of God in his life. And if we will follow the will of God in our lives, just as Jesus Christ went viral, this church will go viral. Would you give him a hand clap of praise and thanksgiving? You may be seated. The church has an opportunity right now. The church has been given a moment in time in which we have a window that we can put on display. We can be put on display to bring glory to the name of Jesus and to become a witness to our world. Somebody, this would be a good, real, real, real good time for somebody to go to their neighbor and say, I just want you to know, neighbor, how you doing today? Oh, I'm okay. I'm just, boy, this thing's got me a little spooked though. I know it's a lot of stuff going on right now, but let me tell you something right now, neighbor. I'm going to tell you in the name of Jesus, fear is a liar and you need to hear it right now. Let me tell you something, neighbor. I understand all this is going on, but let me tell you, I got a hold of something that's much greater than any of this other stuff happening right now. Well, I'm worried about all of the Yeah, let me tell you something. You, you, what you really need to be worried about is if you got it right with Jesus. Because if you can get it right with Jesus, all this other stuff ain't going to matter. When it, one of these days, this earth's going to burn up. One of these days, it's going up in fire. But oh, to be a part of the bride of Christ and to walk on those streets of gold. Walk beside a crystal sea to kneel down with the elders and begin to worship the Lord, to see that great cloud of witnesses, to be a part of that number that no man could number out of every nation and tribe and kindred and tongue. Oh, to be a part of that. Those that were clothed in white robes. Oh, let me be a part of that. Oh, in the saints... Go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, Lord, I want to be in that number. When the saints go marching in. And there's a lot of people marching to Sam's. And there's a lot of people marching to Walmart. And there's people marching to Target. And there's people marching all these stores. But I want to know if there's anybody who wants to march through the streets of Jonesboro, Arkansas. And talk about a God who's greater than anything anybody's been fighting and dealing with. Somebody needs to tell their family that God is greater. Somebody needs to tell their friends that we have a hope beyond this world. It's time for the church of the living God to go viral. Not with sickness, but with a cure that is for whosoever will. Not with an evil report, but with the report of the Lord. That's what we need to be going viral with. You look at Acts 6 and 1. The Bible says, And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring uh, of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. That church got to growing so much. There was such a move of God. People were multiplying into the kingdom in such fashion that they weren't even able to keep up with everything. And they had to go out and find some people that were full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. 
to help them wait tables and, and take care of the needs of the people in the church. I would love it. Oh, how I would love it for this church to begin to grow in such a way. Matter of fact, I feel like prophesying about it right now. God, let this church grow in a way. God, this church is getting ready to begin to grow in such a way. Lord, that you're going to bring so many people into this place. I can't keep up with it all. God, I, even, even the, 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 the hospital visits I am able to make and the calls that I am able to make, God, we're going to have so many, I ain't going to be able to keep up with all of it. God, we're going to have to begin to bring people on staff and we're going to have to hire some people that are full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom that will begin to help us work in this church in such a way because God, God, I'm going to have to give myself to such prayer and fasting and study of the Word so that you can do what you want to do. I'm ready to be a part of a Book of Acts church. That's what that viral church did. And I'm ready for this church to go viral. I want this church to get so big, I can't shake everybody. And I'm not shaking everybody's hand today. But I want this church to get so big, I can't shake everybody's hand. I can't get to every door people are coming in and out of. I want this church to grow in such a way and multiply in such a way that we've got to do it the way the book of Acts did it. I'm not talking about shirking my responsibility as your pastor. I'm talking about doing it the way the Bible really wants me to do it. And I want to be a part of that kind of a church. I want to be a part of that kind of a church. In Acts 6, that's what began to happen uh, among them. And they gave themselves continually, continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. And uh, God began to move. And the Bible said when they did this, when they did this, verse 7 says, and the Word of God increased. And the number of the disciples... I'm reading different verses, folks. I'm not keeping reading the same one over and over. These are different verses in the Word of God. The Word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. That is what happened when their message went viral. Folks, we have got the antidote to life's greatest problems in this room today. We have got the cure for the sickness of people's souls. We have got the cure for sin. We have got the cure for joyless life. We have got the cure. We have got the cure for people dealing with fear and anxiety. We have got the cure for all of these things. And God is with us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? When you get to the book of Acts, chapter number 8. Uh, I could just preach through the whole book of Acts today. When you get to Acts 8, the Bible says in verse 1, that Saul was consenting unto his death. Talking about the stoning of Stephen. Saul, who would become Paul, was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And there was such persecution that came to that church in Jerusalem that they were scattered abroad throughout the regions of all Judea and Samaria except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church. He entered in every house uh, and, and, and hailing men and women committed them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. They had such a move of God that they started trying to break it up. The devil hates it when there's a move of God. The devil hates it when there's a move of God. And you hear me right now because we're getting ready to go in a building program. And the devil loves to work in the middle of a building program. If we don't keep the focus on the right thing, we'll have issues too. But in the name of Jesus, we're not going to have those issues. 
We're going to keep our focus on the right things in this church. And uh, when they began to have revival, the devil got to work in. And so you had people coming in to persecute the church so much uh, that, it, that it caused the church to be scattered abroad. But what the devil meant for evil, God meant yeah. for good. <laughs> and when the devil thought he got his hands on them and the devil thought he was getting ready to shut it down, God said, you go ahead, devil. You do what you think you're going to do. But I got something better than you ever had in mind. I'm getting ready to work in a way you never even could imagine, devil. And so when they got to scattered abroad, it didn't shut down their message. All it did was spread their message. And they went viral and they started preaching the word of God and God started moving. And then you began to see revival happen in the book of Acts. You have, uh, you have um, uh, Philip goes and he preaches to the Samaritans and he preaches Christ unto them. And, and they saw all kinds of miracles. It, the Bible records it. Unclean spirits crying with loud voices came out of many that were possessed with them. Many that were taken with palsies and were lame, they were healed. And there was great joy in that city. I'm talking about a move of God that causes devils to run. I'm talking about a move of God that causes sickness to flee. And I'm talking about a move of God that brings joy to the people that are in our city. I want to see a move of God. I'm tired of people being worried about stuff all the time. I'm not even talking about a virus. I'm talking about just life. I'm tired of seeing people worried about stuff all the time. I'm not going to live that way because God didn't tell me to live that way. He said I've got a joy that you can drink from that is greater than anything you could have ever imagined and I'm ready to see people filled with the joy of the Lord. I keep talking about it. They saw miracles. They saw people trying to purchase the Holy Ghost and God moved on that person. Uh, I could tell you about the Ethiopian eunuch and, and Philip uh, as he's, as he's uh, walking down the road he sees this man in this chariot. He's reading the Bible. He's an Ethiopian. He's reading the Bible. And Philip goes and and, and, and says there's an opportunity right there. And he goes up and he gets in the chariot with him. He says, you know what you're reading? He said, how can I know if no man tell me? And Philip said, well, you got the man to tell you. And the Bible said he opened it to Isaiah and he began to preach unto him Jesus. And as he preached unto him Jesus, that man got to looking around. He preached Jesus. What do you preach when you preach Jesus? You preach the gospel. Every morning we, Nora, what's the gospel, baby? Come here. I need you to tell him what the, tell him again. The death, burial, and the resurrection. That's right. Every morning we've been going to school, we've been talking about the gospel. Nora, can you tell them what Deuteronomy 6 and 4 is? Wait, let me. Here is the Lord our God's one with Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Can you tell them about Acts 2.38? Then be unto them, repent, be baptized, every one of you, named Jesus Christ, for the mission of sins, and you shall see the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then hmm. Acts 2.38. Nora, tell them, about, uh, tell them about Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace, found Isaiah 9 and 6. And Nora, one more time, tell them what the gospel is. The death, burial, and the resurrection. Nora, you remember Acts 4 and 12? I know we're, we're, we're learning that one right now. For neither is there salvation in any other name, for there is... For there is none other name under heaven, given among men, whereby, whereby we must be saved. That's right. 
What are you doing? I'm talking about something going viral. I'm not going to keep it to me. I'm putting it in my kids. I need my kids to get a hold of this. I want my kids when they go to school and somebody talks about what's different about you. We believe in one God. His name is Jesus. Why do you believe in one God? Because hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. Well, how are we saved? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We're going to start talking about John 3 and 5. We're going to talk about all those things. What are you doing? I'm putting it in them because I want this to go viral. This is not going to stay with us. And I'm probably preaching too long today. All I'm trying to get us to understand is that what God has done in us doesn't have to stay in us. What God has done in us, it can move. It can move. It can move. Sit down. I'm almost done. Brother Bill, come give him hope. Come give him hope. In Acts 9, in Acts 9, this thing that went viral in Acts 9, it took a Saul and it made him a Paul. It took a man that killed the people of God and it made him the greatest missionary the world's ever known. Happened in Acts 9. When you get to uh, the end of Acts 9, you can read about a woman named Dorcas. It's an unfortunate name she had. You can read about a woman named Dorcas, and she was raised from the dead. You can read about a man named Aeneas that was healed by Peter. You can read about it in Acts 9. Peter said, Aeneas, Jesus Christ, maketh thee whole. Arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately. And the Bible said all that dwelt at Lydda and Sauron saw him, and it caused them to turn to the Lord happened in Acts 9. Acts 10, this viral thing that went on caused a man named Cornelius to have a vision. And God said, I'm going to send a man to you by the name of Peter and he's going to come preach the gospel to you, Cornelius. And that happened in Acts chapter number 10. Peter got over his prejudice in Acts chapter number 10. Gentiles received the Holy Ghost in Acts 10. Barnabas went to Antioch in Acts chapter 10. Herod persecuted him in Acts chapter number 12. But you know what happened? He threw Peter in a prison. And yet the church got to praying. Church said, Lord, we know you've been doing a work. And by the way, this is not the first time that people got delivered out of prison. In Acts 5, the Bible said that the Pharisees threw them in prison. Not, it, it doesn't even give us who all's name. We just know several of them got thrown in prison in Acts chapter number 5. And the Bible said all of a sudden they weren't in the prison anymore. They were in the temple. And not only were they in the temple, they were in the temple preaching about Jesus. Pharisees said, what's going on? We hear a commotion. Somebody said, it's those people you put in jail. They said, no, they're in jail. Go check on them. They go to the jail. They look inside. They said, this is what we found. The doors were shut. The guards were still outside the doors. They didn't have any clue. They weren't in there. Well, where are they? They're in that temple. And they're preaching about Jesus. That's the kind of viral move of God I'm ready to see happen. Peter was in prison. The church got to pray. And, and the angel of the Lord came to him and said, Get up, Peter. And shackles fell off. And Peter walks out. And doors just start opening up everywhere he goes. It's a viral move 
of God. Paul and uh, Barnabas went out and they began to uh, evangelize their world. It was a viral move of God. They started churches in Iconium, in Lystra. They started churches in Ephesus. They started churches in Cyprus. All because there was a viral move of God. And when Saul got stoned, God said, that's okay, I'll just raise him up. And we're worried about this virus going around. Let me tell you something right now. It's not going to touch me if God don't want it to touch me. And if it does touch me, God's got authority over it. And let God be God. And let God do what He wants to do. I'm going to trust in the name of the Lord. You trust in chariots. You trust in horses. But as for me, I will trust in the name of the Lord. That's who I'm going to believe in. When they got to having problems, it was a move of God that caused everything to calm down. Uh, Timothy came out. Paul had a Macedonian vision because there was a viral move of God going on. Lydia, who was very influential in the early church, was converted. And it happened. Uh, it, it happened because there was a viral move of God. It was in Philippi. In Philippi, Paul and Silas went to prison and they were in jail and they had their feet and their hands in stocks and bonds. And they whipped those men because they had come in there talking about Jesus. And yet the Bible said at midnight they prayed and they sang praises unto God. And as they did, the jail began to shake. And as they did, stocks fell off and shackles were loose and prison doors were open and everybody's bonds were loose and all the prisoners were freed. It was when there was a viral move of God and the, and the prison keeper was converted along with his family. Jason's house was assaulted, but God protected them. They had to travel by night, but God took care of them. I could just go all through. They preached in synagogues. They preached in homes. They preached in open fields. They preached in coliseums, and God moved. And when they got to the upper coast of Ephesus, there were some people who loved the Lord, but they didn't understand everything about God. And when Paul got to the upper coast of Ephesus, he didn't, he didn't make fun of them because they weren't apostolic. I know I'm preached too long today, but I'm preaching good right now. He didn't make fun of them because they weren't apostolic. He didn't make fun of them because they didn't have an understanding of the oneness of God. He didn't make fun of them because they didn't know about the Holy Ghost. He said, let me just tell you something a little bit better that you've never experienced before. And he brought them in and he baptized them in the name of Jesus. And they were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. It went viral. Maybe we need to quit thinking so much about trying to uh, about what is different about us and start looking for what is the same about us and saying, I appreciate what you you do have, but let me show you the way of God more perfectly. Let me help you know what God wants to do in your life. So it's a move of God that we need to have. And so when the world goes crazy right now, let the world go crazy about coronavirus, but I'm saying I'm getting ready to go crazy about Jesus Christ virus. I'm getting ready to go crazy about the Lord. I'm getting ready to go touch more people than I've ever touched. I'm getting ready to witness to more people than I've ever witnessed to. I want to see God do a great work in somebody's life. And if that's the way you feel about it today, I wish you'd get up on your feet and I wish you'd say, God, would you allow a little bit of that virus get a hold of me today? God, would you let whatever got a hold of those disciples and those apostles and those early believers, would you let that get a hold of me?